Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. If you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? Tell you why. For the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community. Why? They want us to kill ourselves. You go out to Beverly Hills, you don't see that shit. But they want us to kill ourselves. Yeah, the best way you can destroy a people, you take away their ability to reproduce themselves. Yeah. Who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night? Y'all, y'all, y'all. I was with Elon at Starbase, and you know, his discussions of Donda designing the Starbase community uh, where they launched the rockets. And I said, man, I just want to do deals like you, Elon. And he looked at me and said, I don't do deals, I build things. So let's stop doing deals. Let's start building things. We're too powerful. We're too connected. We got too much money. We got too much culture. We the Numenati. <laughs> this is the Numenati right here. This ain't secret society. We ain't in your face. We right here. You can see who we are. You have a grown-ass man saying and being proud to say I'm signed? Does that actually sound right? I'm signed to another man. No, it doesn't. But we, they've actually programmed us to believe it is. You're going to give me an advance. I'm going to give you all the rights to my records, my, everything that I've done, my, my art. And then you're going to give me 10% of my art. That's what the music business is, or 8% if you're lucky. That just didn't make sense to me. And I never did. I did partnerships with my artists, with the artists I work with in the businesses that I do now, just because I want people to maintain their manhood. Like, I don't ever say you sign to me. I don't, I'm, I'm not letting, I don't like the way that sounds. So, you know, even the verbiage and the, the whole thing, just your masters, you know what I'm saying? All of those things are like trigger words, you know, that unconsciously control us. A house of our own. We cannot be successful in the house of our enemies. We should be in our own house. That which is other than our own is for those who are other than our own. Our own, quote unquote, is unlimited physically and spiritually. Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, beloved. This is Big VJ checking in. How we doing out there, beloved? You know, we're going to have a real good conversation today. We're just going to talk about what I want to call the Duce debacle, right? And uh, <laughs> what I also want to call, um, I just want to really talk about the importance of black folks, the black community, the camp, the village, right? I want to talk about the importance of our people owning their own factory, right? And, um, I think sometimes when we hear the word factory, we think massive, beloved. We think General Motors. We think Ford, Chrysler plant. You know what I'm saying? We may think uh, the Firestone tire factory. We just think such on a big level. But when I say factory, you know, um, the majority of factories in the wilderness of North America have less than 50 employees right um oftentimes you can see people start factories 
in their backyard out their garages and then when they expand they expand they expand then you see the big boy building you know with all the machinery inside of it but even then though you have i mean you look at a lot of these warehouses these factories they only have like 25 to 50 employees right but when it comes to our people our financial freedom is in the factory you want to be involved in liquor then you have to control your own destiny and own a liquor factory you want to be involved in clothing then you got to control your own destiny and own a clothing factory right you want to be involved in shoes then you got to control your own destiny beloved you gotta you gotta get your own shoe factory if you live in the wilderness of north america your factory should be in the wilderness of north america right if you got somebody that live outside of america you know and they um they got a factory there and you want to do a deal and you want to do a partnership that's cool but you know you still got to have your own factory in your own backyard right you know we begin this conversation by reading out of a chapter of a book right the name of that book is entitled the message to the black man and you know that paragraph that page that chapter is entitled a house of our own and if i may read the first sentence again it says we cannot be successful in the house of our enemies we should be in our own house that's powerful in itself man you can ball in somebody else's house but it's somebody else's house the nba it's nice they they might treat you decent they might treat you well that's not your house that's somebody else's house the nfl that's somebody else's house <laughs> major basically you know major league baseball pardon me that's somebody else's house you know what i'm saying like all that shit is somebody else's house you want to jump on stage you want to boogie woogie and you want to shook and jive yeah yeah that's cool that's live nation that's somebody else's house you can't be successful in the house of your enemy man because you gonna have to scratch your head when it don't itch and you got to dance to their sheet of music not to your sheet of music their sheet of music right the reason why we call in this conversation the do say debacle is that you know a few conversations ago we talked about our brother jay-z and how he belongs to these small hats and how he's bought but he's still our brother we still love him he can be reformed right he called himself doing a deal with bacardi and the bacardi family they come out of cuba right and they have factories all over the place that produce their products so when it comes to the liquor game i mean um there's no telling where they have factories at this whole idea of a 50 50 partnership with a liquor brand and uh all you bring to the table is your voice all you bring to the table is marketing and promotion you know that's just the foundation that you finna get beat out some money because there's no way you can keep up you know what i mean so we had a conversation and we read an article and we read a link about how 
you know, Jay-Z feels as though he's been getting beat. And he's been doing business with Bacardi with their brand they're supposed to own together 50-50. It's called Douce. And uh, for the last 10 years, obviously, the check, it, it could have been right because he had an issue with it, right? So, you know, Jay-Z said, well, listen, I need to know where the warehouses is at. I need to know how many bottles has been produced. I need to know where the barrels is at. I need to know where the accessories is at. And in return, Douce now, uh, through Bacardi, because it's one and the same, they gave Jay-Z a 800-page document for him to go over <laughs> and read and check out, right? Now, you know, I can I can kind of pretty much see how this thing is going to play out, right? And this is how I see that whole situation playing out. That 800 pages, right, that they gave Jay, you think he's going to read it? Of course not. So that means he's going to have to hire a small head lawyer to go over the details of these pages and this small head lawyer is probably going to charge him $150 or 200 bucks an hour right but the thing about that beloved is that you know we know that lawyers don't read nothing man them people don't read once they pass the bar they don't read anything normally what the lawyers do is um they have on their team like lawyers assistants and they have paralegals and they be the ones that read as far as legal documents but they didn't pass the bar they can't go and just you know so they got to do all the reading and then they're going to come back and highlight and pass it to the lawyer and then the lawyer is going to come back and talk to you as their client and say okay this is what we found and this is whatever the case may be i'm pretty sure that they're going to go through i'm talking about jay-z's team they're going to go through that 800 page document and they're going to charge the brother 200 bucks an hour to go over it and then they're going to come back and say you know what jay we went over everything and you know bacardi is right we see it on page 673 that they put something in this and this means that and then so it's going to be a wash man it's, it's just what it is and our position at Real Black Conscious Form Podcast is that see our people got to get their own factory. Even if you have to, you go if you got to start small, that's all right. But you know, it's yours. You it belongs to you. You can pass it down to your children. Children is your. I mean, you already got a famous name. And we we're trying to figure out in the village how do these guys have a hundred million dollars. 500 million dollars and then they go as high as to tell us that these guys net worth is is in the billions and they don't own one single factory that just really doesn't make sense to us right when we know that the factory is financial freedom so you know we had this conversation and um in one of the comments you know it was said that it's too much trouble owning the factory you know it's not worth it you shouldn't get into it and I'm like, what? You shouldn't get into it. I mean, if you're in the liquor business, you should have a liquor factory. If you are in the shoe business, you should have a shoe factory. But if you are in the clothing business, you should own a clothing factory. Um, and just going back to that portion that we read out of Messages to the Black Man, it's important that you have a house of our own. You can't be successful in the house of your enemy. It's not going to work, right? So if you will, beloved, 
I want you to hang out with your brother VJ and we're going to play make believe and I'm just going to talk about the power of our people owning their own factory right so let's say Jay-Z owns his own liquor factory let's just say he never went in partnership with Bacardi he just started up his own liquor line and he still called it Duce if he is in partnership with Bacardi we know that the only people that's going to buy that Duce brand is those of us that want to support him, right? But if he had that Duce brand on his own factory, on his own terms, now we know that not only can he sell Duce and we can buy Duce to support him, he can make anybody's liquor because he got the he got the factory, right? And I'm gonna show you guys through this conversation. Even though we're going to play make-believe, I'm going to show you the power of a factory and why America do not want black folks to get into owning their own factories, right? I'm just going to show you how, and I'm going to show you why. So let's go back to our make-believe life, right? So Jay owns Duce, and we're supporting him through Duce, but guess what? Puff want to uh, get his own liquor too. So these liquor factories, they're just not... You know, they're not contained or restricted just to make one liquor. They can make as many liquors as they want. So, you know, Diddy wants a vodka. He wants a rock. He go to his brother, Jay, who owns the factory. And guess what? He gets his blend from his own brother. You know what I'm saying? Ludacris want to get his own liquor. So he goes to Jay. He gets his own blend. That's the power of a factory. And all of us is working at the factory. So now you have a black face, right? Which is these celebrities that making a black product and black people, us, the village is making the product. And then when the money comes to the product, it comes to the community. And now we all are rich. Now, this is why America do not want our people to own a factory. As much as we can make money on the legal side. See, there's an illegal component connected to that as well because now we can make bootleg liquor as well right so while we got the business deal and we making douce at our own factory and we making Ciroc at our own factory right and then you know we making Ludacris and Lil Wayne and who else got a liquor um, I don't know whoever come up out of hip hop with a liquor we making all these legal liquors right and let's say our factory is running from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. When we close those doors, what's going to stop us from making our knockoff version of Hennessy? Hmm? Our knockoff version of Crown Royal. Come on, talk to me. Our knockoff version of Patron. But these knockoff versions, they ain't got no government seal on it. And we shipping these cases right to the black-owned bars. And the black-owned bars is taking the knockoff bottles and pouring into the real bottles, and then everybody wins. See, that's why they don't want you having a factory. Because you can always spin off and you can tap into that bootleg world. They don't want you there. You know, Kyrie Irving having an issue with Nike. You know what I'm saying? Ye is having an issue with Adidas. And what is they saying? Hey, yo, what? We need to boycott Nike. We need to boycott Adidas. Yeah, we can boycott them without boycotting them. Just buy the knockoff. 
You ain't got to buy the real thing. The real way to financial freedom is always been through the bootlegger. If our black artists would have known that back in the 90s, more of them would be rich than, you know, than today who was rich. Just think about it. They was paying our people 15 cent a record back in the 90s, 20 cent a record. But they, you look on the shelf, they selling a goddamn album for $20. You know what I'm saying? I mean, goddamn. So you had to think to yourself like, yo, just take an artist like Benny Siegel, right? A Philly artist that always went gold. You know what I'm saying? And just think to yourself like, okay, he going to Def Jam through Rockefeller and then he produces the album. He got to find all the engineers and all the producers and they produce a whole album and his album supposed to be released by Friday, but he getting 15% or he getting 15 cent off an album, right? Everybody got to eat off the album before him. And let's say like Benny Siegel album supposed to drop on Friday, right? And then he got the master recording, but he makes his own separate copy. And then he comes down to Philly and he do a deal with the bootleggers like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We're going to press up our own copies and we're going to drop the bootleg version on Monday. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to drop the real album on Friday, but we're going to put our album on the street. And whatever we make, we're going to split it down the line. We're going gonna, gonna to sell our, our, our bootleg album out on the street for $10 a piece. You know what I'm saying? So now um, when we sell half a million, you know what I'm saying? That half a million gonna be five five million. We're gonna split the 2.5 down the line. I'm gonna give you the 2.5 as the bootlegger, and I'm gonna keep the rest as an artist. And then whatever I make from the record company, I ain't gonna make nothing. I make that back in shows. See, they wanna keep so what they did is they programmed our people that listen, the bootlegger is your enemy. When in reality, our people should have been out in the street doing the deal with the bootlegger. And making their own money through the back door. But see, we were so consumed of watching the Jay-Z's. That's why we come so hard on Jay-Z on this. Because we like, see, the devil uses him. See, that's kind of like what they do. They take, they take one nigga and they put this nigga up in front of us. They make it look like he's winning. And that coaches the thousands of rappers to try to do it like him. You know what I'm saying? To try to follow him. Because Jay is doing it this way. Everybody's trying to do it that way, but y'all niggas ain't gonna make it like him because they got him in that position for a reason. That's why when you look at how things work in the uh in the entertainment world when the small hat dominated, it's always looked like it's just one nigga dominating at a time. You got a Kevin Hart. You ain't the funniest nigga in the country, but they give him all the shine, all of this. And we're not saying our brother Kevin don't work hard, but it looked like they don't have enough cameras for everybody. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like to us, it always looked like they just pick one nigga at a time. They pick one coast at a time. Uh, the, the East Coast is winning. Everybody else got to sit there and watch them win. Then the West Coast win. Everybody got to sit there and watch them win. Now the South is winning. Everybody got to sit down and watch them winning. Then it might come back up to the Midwest because we was having it at a time where the east and west was getting the recognition but goddamn m and nelly was selling all the records but maybe that's a different story for a different day we're just going to talk about factories that's the that's the version that they do not want you to see that when you got your own liquor factory that's your own financial independence and you can feed the whole hood because y'all already drinking liquor that's why they don't want you to have your own clothing factory 
because it's power in the clothing factory. Now you got a clothing factory. Now you got your, you're making your own rock aware, right? This is the power. You're making your own rock aware. Diddy needs his clothes made. So we make, we, we got a contract. We making Sean John as well, right? T.I. want to get down. So we now we're going to make his a cool line. And then once we make the legit businesses, guess what we're making in the back though? Gucci. Louis Vuitton. Chanel. Your brother VJ on the factory. Oh, it's time to go out. Me and my old lady finna go out. Yeah, I'm finna make her, her, her own Gucci shit. I'm gonna make your old lady her own Gucci shit too because I got the factory. <laughs> I'm not gonna do nothing different than what Dapper Dan did. What you think Dapper Dan was doing in the 80s in Harlem? He was making the knockoffs. He he employed 12 people in that factory in Harlem. They had all the goddamn sewing machines. Dapper Dan made custom-made clothes with his name on it. But if you wanted to knock off Gucci or a, a eight-ball jacket or a Louis Vuitton, he made that for you. That was what they did on the backside. He made so many knockoffs and he was so powerful at doing that and so great at doing that. Don't you know Gucci gave him a real job to take him off the street? They said, man, we got to hire him in because he's making the goddamn designs better than us. Everybody on the street is wearing his designs. That's why they don't want us having a factory. Because it's the backdoor money that we can get. That's why they don't want, you know, just think about it. Check it out. If you are a famous entertainer and we playing make believe, but I want y'all to walk down the street with your brother VJ, right? If you got to own, uh, if you're a famous entertainer and you go do a deal with one of these small hats for a clothing line and they're going to let somebody make it in the Asian world or somewhere in Europe or some shit like that, right? The only people that you can sell to is the people that want to support you as an artist. That's it. But if you own the factory, everybody's your customer now. It's your clothing factory. Not only can you make like clothes for hip hop artists, they got a, um, let's say, you know, you got the little league team, right? Up the street or, or uh, your city league team, football and basketball. Now you got that contract to make them jerseys. Now you got that contract to make the football players jerseys and the basketball players jersey you got that everybody got a middle school right and a high school basketball team who got the contract to make those uniforms that they play in do you got them who are you empowering with your culture because your culture is cash if you are committed to having little league teams in your city who got the contract to make the goddamn jerseys that they're going to wear See, that's how come you're supposed to make that shit, but you ain't got the factory. You can't make it. You know what I mean? That um, that JUCO, right? That junior college that's in your city. They got a nursing program, right? Who making the scrubs? Who got the contract to make those scrubs? Do you make those scrubs? The cheerleading team at your high school. Who made that the those skirts and outfits for the cheerleading team? Did your company make them? See, your culture is constantly empowering empowering and making everybody rich but you but you're committed you're going to do this shit you're going to play sports in your neighborhood for the rest of your life so why not you own a goddamn factory why are you paying another company in the suburbs somewhere to make trophies for your kids football team goddamn everybody went to shop class back in the 80s and 90s right you can't make the goddamn trophies 
See, you give an account, but you don't own the factories. Right? You can't go do a deal with Burger King to make their outfits. You can't go do a deal with McDonald's to make the outfits. You can't go do a deal with the hospital to make the scrubs for the nurses and everybody in this and the CNAs because you don't got the factory. You can't even go up to the local churches and make the deal to make the pastor's robes and the choir robes because you don't own the factory. See, your culture is supposed to be your cash. See, they convince you not to even think about making the factory because they know once the factory is yours, they're fucked, beloved. Don't you see the play? That's why they don't want you to have no goddamn factory. They're toast. They need you to let them make it. That's the hustle. <laughs> That's the hustle. But beloved, you can't be successful in the house of these are your enemies. This is your open enemy at that. They're not gonna let you. Come on, baby. What's up? Come on. I mean, I'm just being real. We playing make-believe, but I'm showing you the power of having your own factory. They know eventually you're gonna make legal money. Then you're going to make bootleg money. Again, I can't say it no more. If you got the shoe factory, you can make everybody get their own shoe line. But on the back end, if you want to make some some Jordan knockoffs, some Reebok knockoffs, some Nike knockoffs, who can stop you? Put them right to the street. That's why I say when I feel like, yo, we need to boycott Nike. Hey, man. You can wear Nikes and not wear Nikes. Fuck with your bootlegger. But you got to get your own shoe factory, beloved. You can make what you want. And then when you're making your own shoes legally, and then you're making the knockoffs, don't you know, beloved, our people need um, steel toe boots for work? Don't you know we need that? Don't you know these CNAs and these nurses, they need to have special made shoes? So they, But we don't got the factory. See, your culture is how you make the cash. These are things that you're going to do for the rest of your life. So why don't you own the factory that produce it? There's no reason, beloved. This I want you to listen to me good. We all went to these inner city middle schools. We all went to these inner city high schools, right? Why are we not making at the very least the basketball team jerseys and the football team jerseys that should at least be ours but see even at a lower level we are black face right spending black dollars to buy these uniforms and behind in the scene that warehouse that's making that is devils see they getting paid off our culture this is American culture. We're going to always do it while we should be getting paid off this shit then. We just keep every year raising money to put our kids through the, on the basketball team and the football team. And we handing over 150, 200 bucks for these uniforms. And we never ask who got the contract to make these goddamn uniforms. Because, man, my son been playing in this league every year. And I'm like, who, get this, who got the contract for this shit? That's how they play us. You ain't got the contract. You ain't got the factory. You don't think mom and them... And your sisters and your aunties can put some sewing machine together, get a little training, and they can make that themselves. Of course our sisters can make. Who you think was making it back in the day? Who you think was making our women got that talent to do that? We got to get the factory, though. Now, 
Here's the real reality of all this shit in America. If our people don't get a factory, we're going to be doomed. Technology is going to run us out of business. I'm talking about on the employee level, the hourly, the, the hourly level, the technology going to run us out. Beloved, when I was young, I'm a man of a certain age. I can remember, beloved, that um, we had these household telephones and to call long distance, you had to call it. You had to call the operator to plug you in long distance. It was somebody working the switchboard. You had to call the operator. Hey, I, I want to call long distance. Blah blah blah. And they had to plug you in. And long distance had a different. Uh, it cost more and shit like that. But that that job is gone. When I was coming up, beloved, they had four or five guys on that garbage truck. Now, you you look outside lately. It ain't four or five motherfuckers on that garbage. It's one person. He pushed it. He pushed it, the arm. The arm pick up the damn thing. Throw the trash in and drop it. See technology. See when I was coming up. That 70,000 square foot building Man that motherfucker had about 10 to 12 security guards Not no more It's two security guards And it's about 15 cameras And they sit in one office And they watch all the cameras The rest of those guys is gone See technology is is eating away at our jobs You can go into Myers, Kroger's Sam's Club Walmart And it look like the first half of the registers self-checkout now you know what that mean that's a sign it's telling the cashiers shit your shit is short you finna be up out of here in a minute they trying to figure it out how to just get everybody to ring up their own shit and y'all is gone ask your uncles and granddad them when you went to the um the gas station back in the day the gas stations had full service somebody used to come out and pump your shit you know what I'm talking about? Wash your windows, check your oil, and they had a little small thing connected to the gas station where they do like minor maintenance, like you know, uh, small tune-ups and oil change and change that. They ain't got that shit no more. You know what they got at your gas station? Not coffee. <laughs> got all kind of goddamn coffee, Starbucks and shit in there. They ain't got that shit like that no more. Technology is going to phase out. Many of the jobs that our people work at. It used to be almost like a sure thing. You know, our people say, oh, I'm always drive us a truck. I'm going to get my CDL. I'm going to drive a truck. And then you see in Texas, man, they got some of these trucks. They got them trucks driving themselves now. So, uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man, they got some of these Teslas. These cars driving themselves now. 15 years from now you know what I'm saying they might do away with the whole driver license process because it's like shit I seen a video with a sister that was leaving the club drunk all she had to do was make it to her car she made it to her Tesla her car drove her home she was literally sitting in the car she was asleep and the car was driving her home I was like god damn technology they're trying to figure out a way right now to let drones, beloved, drones deliver mail. Drones deliver Amazon packages. They're trying to do it right now. <laughs> Your black ass better get a factor. <laughs> Your black ass better get a factory quick. You got the sauce. 
You got the energy. You got the style. You got to go into your own factories. See, the devil, see, he he had to close down his factories because he was, see, first of all, Bill Clinton fucked everybody with that NAFCA deal. Right? That shit, he, that shit fucked everybody up in the Midwest. They closed all kind of factories down. But see, even then, he was in these factories. He was so greedy because they put these unions together and they were so greedy that the guy all at the top always had to make three, four hundred thousand. Then you next thing you know, with bonuses, you got to pay this motherfucker eight hundred thousand. Our people are not greedy like that. We get a factory, the head person at the factory, if you make one hundred and forty thousand and everybody else makes sixty and seventy, we ain't tripping. See, that's how come it's not. See, the devil priced himself out of his own factories. He started making the wages so fucking high. He priced himself out of a factory. Our people don't, we don't, we ain't on it like that. We don't need to goddamn have all that. That just ain't us, beloved. We ain't got to do it like that. But I just wanted to say, beloved, the factory is financial freedom. The factory is financial freedom. That's the fear of black America owning factories because they know all this high-end shit they try to sell us. Once we get our own factory, they know it's two sides to that factory. It's that legal side. That we're gonna do, we're gonna get some money. That's our hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then we're gonna close the factory down. And then from 7 p.m. to midnight, we're gonna be making all kind of knockoff shit. And they know that. And we're gonna cut everybody out. That goddamn shopping mall that they building is gonna be empty. <laughs> Cause we ain't going to that motherfucker. <laughs> and beloved, if I can see that in the spirit world. It's just a matter of time for it happen. We finna work our way out the thumb of these devils, and they know it. They know it. It's a different spirit of I can see, beloved. Don't you know I can see Saul on his way out? The way that we have always did things, I can literally see that Saul is on his way out. David, the new way of doing business is on its way in. And it's going to be a proud day when we all able to see it because it's coming. How about that? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Real Black Content Forum Podcast. Beloved Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. If you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? I'll tell you why. For the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community. Why? They want us to kill ourselves. You go out to Beverly Hills, you don't see that shit. But they want us to kill ourselves. Yeah, the best way you can destroy a people, you take away their ability to reproduce themselves. Who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night? Y'all, y'all, y'all.